Welcome to another episode of Talking About Alliance. Uh, this is episode 10. There are, we are down to six people left. I'm Ari, joined as always by Hirsch. Welcome, Hirsch. Good morning. And our guest for this episode comes to us, a Chattern player. We have Noah F. Hello, Noah. Hi, how's it going? Hey, Noah. It's going well. Thanks for being here. Yeah, it should be a good one. It's getting down to the nitty gritty. Uh, so we last left off after Tribal Council where Anne Renneke was voted out on a pretty simple vote. Um, so shortly after that, we had an interesting hunt down by the lake um, where someone is Someone perhaps unsurprising found the beginning of another cascade. Go shitter. Um, he was playing around with uh, the mermaid. I'm not sure. The mermaid prompts had, or the responses to the mermaid prompt had changed slightly. I believe prior to the merge, it was, could there, could there be a mermaid in the lake? Um, and then at some point after the merge, it changed to, do you think there's a mermaid in the lake? And I think our, uh, our esteemed host, Ryan Plexty, changed that because uh, no one was getting it. Because the correct response to that question, either of those questions, and though he did say there were two possible triggers, but the, one of the triggers was, I think so. And our boy Shitters started the cascade yeah finally after almost 30 days right yeah, just about it was more something like 27 days i believe and, um, and so this was something apparently available on day one i think all the sub-channel creature interactions that we've seen the spider web the uh, flare of the fairy and uh this mermaid um, whose name I can't remember if she ever provided it, uh, were all available to them on day one, which means that at any point, you know, everybody found the spider web, but there was an additional six advantages in play at the very beginning of the game that could have that could have really affected the game. And in the end, uh, one guy gets um, one guy gets them both. Go figure. So this led to a pretty hilarious sequence of events where. So we got the first command, uh, which talks about the mermaid's green eyes and the green eyes command. Uh, so the mermaid swims over, introduces herself, says, my name is Javoon. If I'm pronouncing that right, I'm sure I'm not. And then says, take a seat next to me. And so that first trigger was at 11.47 Eastern time. Um, and so to, some of us, I think, in the lab said, oh, take a seat looks like the promising next command. <laughs> Our friends hitters did just about everything in the course of talking to a mermaid besides sitting down next to her. He uh, he made a move on her. He 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 was oh man he was like Donald Trump on a on a White House press reporter. He uh, he was he was he was working hard, and uh, and the and the and the and the and I think uh, he worked on that for so long that the the viewers lounge got bored and just walked away from it. Because it didn't yeah, look like he. Everyone on the East Coast went to sleep. 
uh, some of the West Coasters. <laughs> We're up a little later. I think I, I stay up way too late myself here at, in Central, and I, I was it was probably about one o'clock by the time I forget exactly when, but um, I was awake to see him get the next step, and um, and this was a surprisingly, um, at least to my reckoning, a much easier cascade to kind of navigate once he got past take a seat. It didn't really take him too much long after that to um, to figure it out. Um, so it was it was more of a it seemed like a more of a traditional cascade the of the type you would have seen in um in mojo mojo desert or chattern or discordia um, where it was really building off of the stuff that was already in the the previous uh, response but uh, he got there that's all that matters i guess well not all that matters but yeah he, he got to the end but we'll see what happens yeah there was definitely some high comedy in the viewers' lounge. At one point, he asked the mermaid if she could stand up. Uh, so, um, and then 45 minutes later, he found the take a seat command, uh, which is a time that reminds me of being on Tabletop Mountain, where I was searching nonstop for about the same amount of time before coming on to anything useful and, and trying about the same number of different commands. Um, and then so he finds the take a seat. Uh, the mermaid asks, have you ever seen a mer person before? He says, never. Um, they go back and forth a bit uh, and ultimately become friends. And the mermaid says, just say, you're my best friend, Javoon. He says that. And so if we look in the advantages channel, uh, it basically, uh, so the prompt there says, Bark, uh, Shittersville asked Javoon to dive for a pearl in the lake. Which one did they get? Uh, which pretty much implies that there were multiple possible results. Well, so did the, but so did the prompt. I mean, and, and, and I guess he just went with it immediately, but and he, and he didn't, didn't even take a second's thought. But when I'm reading through the prompt as he found it, I'm seeing it, I'm watching it live. Um, and it says, she clearly says some of the pearls have been poisoned by dark magic, basically have absorbed dark magic. You know, and my immediate thought was this isn't necessarily going to be a good thing. There's a chance it might be bad. I don't know if he stopped to actually read that or if he rolled the dice, you know, knowing that was a possibility or he just saw her say, tell me I'm your best friend. And he went with it without really kind of uh, weighing the, co weighing the possible consequences. Um, so and I imagine part of it too, even if, Sorry. Even uh -huh. if he said it was at the, uh, it, some of them were tainted by dark magic. I think after all the work of putting in the cascade, it's almost a Pandora's box, Pandora's box moment. You have to, uh, he, he just had to know what was at the end, even if it was bad for him. You're right. I think, honestly, I mean, I could say what I said about, you know, weighing the, weighing the consequences, weighing the well, possibility. would have gone for it. <laughs> but every single person who's ever played this game, all 50, however many people up to this point would have done the exact same thing he did. Maybe not, they, they may not have got the same results, but every single person would have gone for it. Yes, so uh, the way this played out, interestingly, uh, so as we would later find out, it's an automatic vote um, at either of the next two tribal councils when he's not immune. Uh, but in, so that's the kind of thing where 
you probably want to hide that from everyone until you can go back later and explain yourself. And our friend didn't do that the best way. Um, I think I was asleep at this point, but he changed his profile picture to from the smiley face to an angry face, which led to Barker saying, I wonder what's going on with that. Yeah. And going to check it out himself at two o'clock in the morning. I was I was asleep when Barker came across uh, Shitter's uh, PFP uh, profile picture change, which I thought was a bad move, clearly, um, and uh, because it alerted somebody else to you know something that was going on, and then Barker hops over to the lake, and I think earlier in the day a lot of them had been in the lake playing around with the mermaid a little bit. I was looking for some context here, so yeah, so Barker had. Had gone had earlier in the day. Barker had been playing around with the rest of the tribe at the lake. People had tried the mermaid uh, response um, a couple times. Um, I think the could there be or the do you think had come up, and so um, he almost immediately stumbles into I think so, um, and shitters. It was just chilling in the channel and saw it, and uh, realized that uh, there was a good chance. I guess that Barker might. Um, might stumble down this path unknowingly and uh, basically walked him all the way to the edge of the cliff. And so with some of that back and forth, now I'm, now I'm looking at it now, you can see that they, some of them think that between them, maybe there's some uncertainty in that last command that maybe it has a randomness aspect to it that we think it does. Um, we still don't know for certain, but um, and so he ultimately, Barker goes for it and finds the same dark pearl disadvantage. And this could come into play pretty soon. It, it will come into play. Um, for what it's worth, I, I think Plexty, Ryan Plexty, uh, had indicated in the lounge when asked that uh, the percentage there of, of a good pearl or a bad pearl, and we still don't know what the good pearl could do, is 50-50. Uh, Straight up 50% chance that you'll get one or the other. Um, so it's kind of funny that uh, they both got the black pearl. Uh, Noah, as a uh, as a Barker fan, for numerous reasons, I'm sure, what did did you go back and read through that exchange? Were you hoping he wouldn't do it? Did you already know his fate once you became aware of everything that had happened? What were you uh, What were you thinking? I believe I was asleep at that point, but the next morning I was looking back over and I was so dejected to find out that Barker had drawn the black pearl as well. I was hoping that. If Shitters had taken the black one, Barker would get the white one. But uh, alas, it is what it is. Yep, it's uh, it's it's. But it does set up a very interesting uh, scenario that we'll get to here before too soon. <laughs> uh, so one more note on that: if you're a math person, um, and so if two people <coughs> both try that fifty-fifty, there's a fifty percent chance that they both get the same result, and a fifty percent chance that you get to see both of the different options. Um, so after that, now the two of them have that disadvantage and plan, plan to not tell people about it, which as we'll see, that's sort of a theme of the dark forest, not quite going as well. Um, we have the reward challenge, the command challenge, which I'm trying to find now, the reaction based. Well, you know, while, while you're doing that, let me ask, um, just from a strategic point of view, uh, you two, both of whom have played, um, knowing, knowing that there's a chance, 
would you leverage this knowing what waits at the end of it? Both of you as former players, would you have leveraged all of this into perhaps trying to lure players who you weren't entirely sure of into maybe also pulling a black rock or is the chance that they might actually pull a white rock or a white pearl too great to take that risk. And the same thing with allies. Do you, do you try to push allies that way, like uh, shitters did to Barker? Or do you try to like maybe get crab, you know, who you're not certain of and try to lure her into getting a, a black pearl? I mean, what do you, what do you do? In my opinion, I think this is perfect for someone who you are sort of close with, but not entirely close with. So someone on the outskirts of your alliance. Uh, so this would be perfect. If I were uh, someone like Barker, this, Jesus would be the person I would tell. Someone who you are the most neutral about. Um, that way, if it works out for them, just the fact that you're telling them about the cascade, it sort of brings you two closer together. Um, and if they get something positive out of it, it brings you even closer together because they helped you get an advantage. And if they get yeah. something negative, it's not hurting a close friend. For me, I kind of play it off. I mean, I might like, hey, hey, Jesus, what are you doing? I'm bored. Well, let's go see if we could do this mermaid and kind of play it out like you're finding it for the first time together, you know, and you're kind of stepping through it, but you're always kind of letting them kind of, you're kind of subtly nudging them in the right direction. And then when you get to the end, you kind of go, oh, I don't know, no, do, you, do you want to go for it or should I go for it? And, you know, and, you know, like, like I said, somebody sees that for the first time um, and you know that Jesus is seeing it for the first time, he's going to put it in. And like you said, there's really no negative effect for you unless Jesus finds out and would only find out because you told someone unless Jesus finds out that you basically led him down this path. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think they haven't – they still could – but uh, the number of people who don't know about it at this point is dwindling. And I don't know if that power is going to be there for them uh, moving forward, that ability to do that. Yeah. And a strategy like that would only work in uh, dark forest season, or I guess going back to Mojo desert, but not earlier in Chattern or uh, Discordia because the cooldown there was enumerated. So if you're trying to lead someone along, say Barker leading Jesus along, and Jesus says, no, 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 Barker, you do it. And Barker types in the, the ending command that would get him the pearl. And it says, you have 23 hours until you can use this command again. That would, the jig would be up right there. Uh, yeah. So it, it would really depend. And I think that's one of the benefits of using Morgan and Merlin. I agree. At this point, there are four people who have not used or tried this cascade. And knowing it's out there, I mean, at this point, they need to go for it. I mean, come on. There's nothing to lose at this point, except, you know, your game. <laughs> I think I would not go for that strategy of telling anyone, um, mostly because I don't find my, I don't think, I don't trust myself to be smooth enough with something like that, that the person that I lean on isn't going to come away saying, oh, Ari knew this was going to happen and was leading me on and wanted me to get this disadvantage. I think that's too big of a risk to try out. Well, the last time, uh, the last time you get somebody, close with, I say like I think that this could go either way, but I don't think I would try to give someone a disadvantage through that. Yeah, the last time you gave a command to somebody didn't really work out well for you either. So uh, I wouldn't no, blame you. No, that was with an advantage. 
So that went into the reaction race and the reward challenge, um, which uh, we couldn't see exactly what was happening because everything went pretty quickly. But ultimately, this did a lot sort of showing who's on the bottom and who people are going against um, because you could, it was sort of like a cut the rope kind of thing uh, where you target people or, or you hit their blocks or any of those things. Um, and what kind of showed quickly was Jesus was the one that people were quick to pile on and then Harpy and the last one, which maybe is surprising given the positions in the game was Shitters, who was the winner of this reward challenge. Second was Link, right? Um, I think so. Yeah. I don't... If this is immunity, I get the challenge of piling on the people who aren't in your, um, in your alliance. And I guess it's just human nature, but uh, for uh, with a reward challenge, I don't, I don't necessarily understand the strategy of just piling on. I mean, it, it just we've seen it happen so many times in, you know, IRL Survivor that alliances just show their hand way too heavy in, in, in challenges like this, cut the rope challenges, break the brick, you know, break the the tile challenges, where it's just painfully obvious that, you know, you're putting people on the bottom and you're just kind of you're punching down and when it's just reward at stake, I don't get the punching down thing. I really don't. So uh, after winning the reward, uh, he's had the chance to pick two people to go with him on the spa. And he picked Barker and Dr. Crab. Um, and I don't want to spend too much time on this because the viewers lounge spent a lot of time talking about that decision. Um, and I'm kind of more interested in what happened at the spa pretty much right away when Barker found uh, the green juice, which led to him looking under that, which had an immunity blessing that the three of them could decide who to give it to. Um, and Barker took it, which given the advantage he had, might be a big mistake. What do you think on that, Noah? You think that was a strategic decision, a wise strategic decision on his part? Probably not the smartest decision. Um, that way, now Barker and Shitters both have an extra vote already tacked onto them at the final six, or I'm sorry, the final five tribal council, which is not good because even uh, there, there's even less breathing room than there would be at this previous tribal council. Um, so it seems to be a short term advantage that could lead into a long term disadvantage, especially if. Uh, Barker or Shitters end up being actually legitimately on the block next tribal. Yeah, I don't like it. They didn't put a lot of thought into it, really, it seems like. There was this, I guess the reasoning seemed to be like, uh, well, Barker found it, let's give it to him. Um, which on a surface level is, sure, makes sense. But I, I think they could have leveraged that to, uh, because honestly, nobody had to know where it came from. Nobody had to know. And ultimately, um, it could have just been something that just happened. Um, you could have put it on Bun, but you know, but there was, I guess people had different reasons to not put it on people who weren't at that reward challenge. But they didn't really seem to talk it out that much. And I think they could have really used it strategically and they just took an easy way out, which seems to be a common theme with a lot of stuff this season. 
however, following after the immunity challenge, and I'm getting a little bit of, we're getting, or I'm getting a little bit ahead of ourselves right now, but uh, when it really was set up as crab versus jitters, I think someone like Barker, who uh, was the one who found it, that was just the most natural choice because uh, the other way I see it playing out would be crab says someone like Harpy and jitters says no, and then jitters says someone like Jesus and crab says no, and that, that just leads to uh, a lot more of an argument and it sets them up even more opposed to one another. So Barker just seemed like the easiest way to forego all that, just keep pretending to be a happy family. It's more meritocracy, but it worked out for them. It worked out for them, but not for Barker um, <laughs> because now he's vulnerable. I mean, if I'm Barker, I try to pawn it off on somebody like Link, just somebody who's not an immediate target somebody that nobody's kind of really looking at or even really seriously considers as a long-term threat in this game. And, um, and, and, and especially because Barker knows he's got that vote hanging over him that's going to be with him. And, and, he, and it can't be cast if he's got a, a freaking a necklace on going into the next tribal. Yeah, so the problem for Barker is that if you have that vote cast at seven, um, you still need to have four people target you, and there was already nobody targeting him. In, in the first place. Um, now, with that vote carrying over to the final six tribal, if it's deadlocked 3-3, three, three, if three people decide to target Barker, that's an immediate tiebreaker. Um, the other way you could have used this was having the three of them come to a consensus and say, we're going to have give it to, let's say, Bun, and that's going to be the final four. We'll vote out everyone else this tribal, the next three tribals and go from there. I'm not sure if anyone was really thinking that way, and I don't know how close this trio plans on being going forward. Yeah. I mean, and something anybody could have done if they really wanted to was put the cut, you know, <laughs> Barker could have honestly just, if he could have just pawned it. Any one of them could have changed their vote without really owning up to it at that point, really. They could have just gone, because you had to write an, on a parchment in your confessional who you wanted to go to, and any one of them could have pawned it off. And then if it wasn't unanimous, there would have been no blessing granted at the next tribal. I get why they didn't try to sabotage the unanimous vote. Um, but um, I guess they, they, they didn't really have a choice if they were going to maintain any sense of trust between the three of them, which, you know, quickly falls apart in the next couple of days anyway. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough situation to be put in. I, I, I guess they, they did the best they could with what they had. And there was nothing else found at that spot. Um, I was kind of wondering if there might be like a challenge advantage if like you get, like you eat a certain thing or a certain massage helps you feel better and make you a stronger performer. Um, and I guess we'll never know if that was one of the options somewhere. Uh, so that goes into quick. the immunity challenge Please. the next day, the poker dice. Wait, Noah, um, you yeah, one more quick thing about the spot. I think Crab mentioned it in passing, but I just wanted to bring it up again, just in the eternal cleverness of production. On the actual Dark Forest Spa menu, I absolutely loved that it said that the today's special was the green juice. Uh, like, they, they had it pointed out on the actual menu itself. That, that is just so remarkably clever, uh, to, in my eyes at least. So I just wanted to point that out there because that I, I absolutely died laughing when I saw that as a result. 
I think that was a piece of uh, original work done by uh, Ryan Plexty with the board. Um, a photo in his own backyard, probably of the, uh, of the, uh, of the, you know, he actually got chalk and a chalkboard and did that all himself. So props, uh, props to production on that. I think it was Ryan Plexty who did that. Yeah, absolutely. A nice little tidbit. Um, so Hirsch, do you want to explain the poker dice challenge since this was one of the ones you tested? Uh, yeah, it was, um, it was a fun little challenge and I think it pretty much played out in, in, in game the way it did. And, um, when we tested it, uh, house, uh, the house rolls common dice. Uh, the, each player has a pair of dice that they roll in their confessional, uh, colors were red, blue, yellow, green, I believe. And then one through six, uh, for uh, 24 possible combinations. And, um, and you try to pair, your dice with the house dice and um, to get the best hand uh, similar to kind of a, a poker Yahtzee kind of thing um, with um, with the option of a controlling player, a designated player in each round choosing to re-roll one of the house dice and then designating a second player to choose whether they wanted to re-roll a second dice. At which point everybody in their confessional votes whether or not they agree to re-roll that dice. And then the majority rules, dice are re-rolled if the majority chose to do so, and best hand wins. And I think similar to any kind of poker or dice game, there's a fair amount of luck involved with this. Um, and it happened to fall the way of the same person who won the last challenge and quickly becoming probably the biggest bet for everyone. Shitter's full. Well, it captured the immunity, um, and with that push to that extra vote that we assume is out there to the next tribal council. Yeah, again, not ideal. Um, the uh, the word in the lounge was that he should have thrown that challenge, and um, he maybe could have. I mean, you each sure player had to throw a challenge like that. Yeah, I mean, well, each player had the option of re-rolling their dice. Um, at least once, um, only one time in their, in their confessional. Um, and maybe I think somebody mentioned like after he'd won a couple hands that maybe shitters should have just re-rolled his dice. Um, but at that point people knew what dice he had. They were trying to keep him from winning. So maybe his best strategy was just to keep the dice he had knowing that people would be choosing to re-roll dice that they knew would help him in hopes he wouldn't win but I don't think he put that much strategy into it because he was thinking there in his confessionals that he thought about throwing it, but he chose not to because that's scary. Um, and I get it, but um, again, not ideal. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the shitters had the immunity and Phil Barker had the secret blessing that I don't think he told people about before the tribal. Um, but instead this led to all the strategizing where things started to get a little bit dicey again. <laughs> um, I think, and Noah, I mean, I'm, I'm curious on your insight here. I'm thinking this is where it was during this little lull between the, but between the immunity challenge and what's ultimately going to be the final seven uh, tribal council where Barker really, in my mind, solidified his status as a contender or as maybe the favorite at this point. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later, but 
Um, it's during this period of time that Barker th realizes that there's a very little chance he wins in a final three with either Crab or Ace sitting next to him. I mean, a Crab or Shitters sitting next to him, and definitely not with both of them. So he's been, he's, I think he's, he's positioned himself perfectly in the middle here and is really kind of using the information he has from both of them uh, against each other, quite frankly. And um, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from his game here. But to kind of go into some detail, guys, because uh, there's a lot that happened here in 24 hours. Yeah, I am absolutely proud of Barker uh, just for this one uh, scrambling period between the immunity challenge and the trouble. Like that, I feel like this is the time when he made the realization where him, Shitters, and Barker, he's definitely third out of those three. So the the game plan for him going forward would have to be taking out Shitters and Crab. And I think he laid this out earlier in one of his late confessionals, but earlier on his plan was take out Shitters by five and then hopefully beat Crab in a fire making in the final four, which I don't know exactly how that's going to work or if that's a sound plan, especially as far as I remember, I don't think we've seen a fire making challenge from Alliance before. Uh, and if we have it, it was probably in Discordia because it wasn't in Chattern or Mojo Desert. So I'm curious to see how that would go out, what to do in a 2-2 deadlocked vote in the final four. Um, so part of me wants to see a fire making challenge. Part of me thinks though that if it's between Barker and Crab, that's probably not the best idea for Barker to have as his A plan. What's your What's your take on uh, all this, Ari? I'm curious to see where you stand with Barker's uh, maneuvering. Um, yeah, we'll talk about it, um, I guess, a little later also. But I, I kind of feel like he was a little slow at the start, you know, has been laying low for most of the game. I think he really needs to start going and start having people see him as a threat from within the game and ultimately on the journey in order for any of this to pay off, um, which it still could, but I think he really, and we talked about this with the Glorf vote, but he's the one that benefits for, most from everyone taking out the big targets. And if there's people left at the end, he could be the one that they're talking up as, oh, this guy was actually in control the whole time. But it, he still needs a lot to go for him. I think he missed though with 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 as much as we're talking him up here um in this little period um at the end he, he didn't in my opinion do what he should have done um and he could have easily done it he, in my opinion I don't know but uh he I don't know we'll see uh, yeah so I mean if his plan is to get to the end with people other than crab and shitters he's quickly running out of time to get rid of those people um so um yeah so that's in part of the strategizing for this vote as people went in different places so crab both thinking about targeting bun to the girls alliance as part of a plan to weaken shitters um but nobody really threw out crab's name as a target ever um it was sort of between harpy maybe as part of weakening the growth alliance or Jesus as taking out someone unknown. Um, and that ended up going in interesting ways as different semi-alliances at this point with nothing firm settled on different directions. Well, well Crab kind of lost her, uh, 
lost her way this uh, this vote because she caught went from Barker, and this is what, what kind of what I was alluding to with Barker kind of starting to plant seeds of doubt that were probably already there. Crab gets upset that Shitters didn't tell her about it. Um, ironic in that she's upset because she'd been conspiring it against Shitters this whole time. Um, but that's alliance, you know. You, feelings run high, emotions are there. Um, so Crab, like you said, wants to hurt Shitters by taking out Bun. Meanwhile, Barker's over here telling uh, Shitters, well, let's take out one of the girls. Um, and the whole time, but if <laughs> Barker should have said, let's take out Crab. Let's not weaken the girls. Let's just destroy this girl alliance by taking off the head of the, head of the, you know, the, head of the Hydra because once she's gone, Harpy and Link are just done. But uh, it didn't happen. It didn't quite go down that way. I agree. This would have been a perfect time to take out Crab. And I don't think this upcoming Tribal Council is the time to take out Crab. I think that moment has passed and it won't come back for at least another Tribal Council or two. I think this upcoming Tribal Council would be the time to take out Shitters because he already has that upcoming vote. So, uh, Really, the issue is finding another opportunity to take out Crab after this one. Yeah. We're, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. But yeah, Barker, Barker had sound strategy in breaking up the girls' alliance and, um, and, and making one of them as his target. Um, and maybe if he had thought Shitters was fully on board with taking out Crab, which, I mean, who really knows? Yeah, like Noah said, this was a perfect opportunity to take out Crab. Maybe if Shitters had been more fully on board with taking out her specifically, he could have uh, planted his flag. Um, but instead, Barker plants his flag firmly on one of the other girls, even despite the last minute uh, trying to shift the vote to Jesus to appease Crab, um, which seemed to be happening with uh, Shitters. Um, but uh, Barker basically said no. This is who we agreed on. This is who we're doing. And so we head into tribal council with a very specific target in mind, but it's not crab. Uh, yeah, so it ultimately just happened. To, um, as we go wait, into tribal really council. Quickly, just, oh, go ahead. Noah? All right. Uh, just one really quick sort of devil advocate defense in favor of Barker. If he takes out crab at final seven and then shitters at final six and there's this mentality of taking out big players. Barker would have to survive another two or three votes as the biggest threat in the game. So that's possibly the number one reason why he would wait just a, another second more to take out Crab. Now, honestly, I think he should have taken out Crab this time. But uh, if he, uh, since he didn't, I think that would be a good justification for not doing so. Yeah. So what ultimately happened was, um, with this last-minute scrambling, uh, so in trial council, nobody really said anything, and there's hardly anything to recap on that, but the three girls um, in the alliance shifted their vote at the last minute to Jesus, thinking that that was where the consensus was, and the four boys left in the game uh, targeted Harpy, and that was the simple 4-3 split in the vote sending Harpy home as the uh, seventh place and our next jury member. Um, 
I'm going to say Crab. Crab knew exactly where that vote was going, and she knew Harpy was going home. Crab voted for Jesus as a nice little bit of jury management, knowing it was a throwaway vote, um, and knowing that at the very least, Harpy would hit that jury with the uh, assumption that Crab had stayed loyal to her. Um, Link, I think she may have actually thought the Harpy was the, that uh, that Cheese was going home, um, but Crab knew exactly what she was doing, and and good for her. That's that's good jury management, you know. Good. So that's where we are. Noah, was there anything else you want to talk about from that? No, no, I'm good. All right, so with six players left, um, as we have Noah with us, who started his own Viewers Lounge uh, player power rankings game. Uh, I thought it would be fun if we sort of did that ourselves. Um, so I think the three of us, um, assuming we coordinated well enough, have our rankings of six. And can get to that. So let's go. Uh, let's do this uh, one at a time, starting with number one. I would think that we have the same number one, but uh, we can start off there. Go ahead, Noah. You are our guest. My number one is Shitters. Okay. I mean, there's really no explanation for it. He's by he's far and away the the most strategic one left in the game uh he's been the most strategic for the longest uh with the uh except for crab of course but uh after this last tribal council i think crab lost a bit of her power so i'm giving number one to shitters all right uh i this might come as a surprise actually shouldn't because i alluded to it earlier uh i've got barker at number one right now just because of the position he's placed himself in. I, uh, I like, I think he can do it. I think he can get it done. I think he can, he's going to have to, he's going to have to hurt, you know, he's going to have to cut some ties. He's going to have to be a little cutthroat, but if, you know, if, if he wants to win and he's willing to do it, he can get there right now by just, kind of moving between blocks um, and, and do it easily, quite honestly. Um, he's just got to be careful about who he hurts on the, you know, how he does it, but he, it can be done. So yeah, Barker, I've got Barker at a 30% chance of winning at number one. So I have uh, Shredder's Fall at number one. Um, for me, this was fairly easy. I think his path to winning is pretty clear. Um, his name hasn't even been thrown out since the very first vote, as far as I can remember. Um, he's been racking up challenge wins. He hasn't been part of any huge blind sides of anyone on the jury that would lead to any hurt feelings. Um, but he's been social with everyone. I think that's going to pay off well. I think he has a very easy path to getting to the end, and once he's there, a very easy path to winning a jury vote. Okay. Um, what makes y'all think he gets past this next round? Assuming he doesn't win immunity, he's at final six with, um, assuming let's say Shitters and Barker, neither one of them win immunity. That means there are eight votes in play. And that might be the only thing that could perhaps save him if neither one of them won immunity, um, but, uh, which is ironic. But 
with potential eight votes in play, I don't know, where do you, where, where do you think it goes? I mean, to I, anyone who's- I, mean, I just haven't seen anyone at any point say, hey, we should target shares. I just haven't, don't have a reason to think that that's gonna happen between people like Jesus and Link Link. Bun isn't gonna target him. Um, Crab uh, is seemingly going away from targeting him and wanting to just keep a tight two to the end. Um, I just don't see votes unless Barker can suddenly start rallying. It would have to be Barker, Jesus, and Link Link, basically. And I just don't see that coming together so quickly. Makes sense. I mean, I feel, I feel you. I, I think if he gets past this next tribal, then his path is a lot more clear. Yeah. Uh, this, this tribal is definitely the biggest hurdle he has left to jump. Uh, and, so... And that's why I don't have him at number one, honestly, um, was because this tribal with a vote hanging over him and we don't know what's going to happen with this immunity. If he somehow wins immunity, um, then I think he's, uh, then, I'm, then, I'm, then I've got him at number one. But with the uncertainty of the final six tribal and a vote hanging on him, that's why I just couldn't quite put him at number one. He's real close though. So I guess, yeah, we could probably I, go into it. I think looking at the votes really quickly, I, I know Bun won't vote shitters out after this time. And I think probably it would be difficult for Jesus to vote him out as well. And so it would need to be any two out of Barker, Crab, and Link who would be down to vote for shitters. And I'm not sure which two of those would. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that um, I think ties into number two, Hirsch. Uh, who do you have there? As I said, it's, uh, it's uh, I've got shitters at number two right behind Barker. I put, I put shitters at a 28% chance of winning at this point. Uh, Noah, who's your second, please? I have Barker at number two, a very close second. Again, this next tribal council is going to be the one that decides it all, unless for some reason they both get taken out. But I think if Shitters goes home this tribal, Barker has a much more clear path towards victory. I absolutely love Barker. We've never met in person, but we've played uh, five of these games together on Instagram. And I think he has the uh, the uh, strategic know-how to pull off a, uh, a blind side on Shitters, but I'm really not certain of it enough to put him in my number one spot. So he's a very close second. Uh, so I have Dr. Crab actually at number two. Um, we haven't talked about her yet. So I think that her her path to the end is pretty clear, um, especially if Shitters is planning on keeping him keeping her safe um, and might be willing to play that friendship idol on her. Um, I think she's well-liked within the game and given the makeup of the jury, um, Having people like Glorfindel, you know, said to her, you're a strong player, um, was probably going to have some appreciation for the fact that she tried to work with him uh, a couple times toward the end. Um, I think Ace is going to be on there giving her credit for his blind side, um, assuming emotions die down from that. And I think there's a pretty easy path there for her to get some jury votes, especially if Shitters gets eliminated at some point. She's up there. Uh, yes, uh, number three, Noah. My number three is Crab, pretty much for just the reasons that you mentioned. If she gets to final tribal council, 
she's very strong in a final trouble council, especially looking at individual jury members and how they will vote. Uh, the issue for me that puts her in third is she just lost Harvey. I feel like that's a bit of an issue because Harvey was one of the uh, first people to run to her banner when Crab is rallying. So I don't know how Crab will be able to, to, to whip up more votes for the next three or four tribal councils with uh, this, uh, w without Harpy. And uh, I, I feel like she's in the process of losing power uh, over last tribal and probably this upcoming tribal as well. I, yeah, I would have to agree with that. Crab, I have at number three with about a 22% chance of winning. Um, I initially had her higher, but uh, with, um, like, and for the same reason as Noah, uh, Harpy was crucial to the game plan that Crab had laid out in that one confessional with her little kill list. And, uh, and Harpy was crucial to that. And I, you know, I don't think she's got to find somebody to replace Harpy in her plan. And she basically has to pull from cheese or bun. And I just don't see that happening. I don't see her making that connection necessary to convince either one of those guys to give up on the phantom guys guy alliance or which may not be so phantom all, at, at all to uh to pull things in her favor but um you know anything could happen but yeah that's why she's at number three yeah so i have barker at number three i think so the reason i'm a little lower on him um and he's getting a lot of talk up in the lounge um i think that he isn't I think he's gonna. He wouldn't be able to beat Crab or Shinners at the end. I think due to his quiet, he's been sort of more quiet in the social game. It's gonna be tough to convince people that he was the one making moves at any point. Um, and I think that his path to winning involves eliminating both Crab and Shinners. And with only three votes left to do both of those, it's a tight needle. And to me, a lot has to go right for him to get to a winning position. And I just think that overall, it's a less likely path than for someone like Crab or Sitters. Uh, so we all have the top three, I think the same in different orders. And now we can shake it up a bit. Uh, number four, Noah starts off. My number four is Bun. And that's really, if not Sitters, then Barker, if not Barker, then Crab, if not Crab, dot, 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 bun question mark. That, that's what I feel like. If we get to a, I guess, a, a very dark forest kind of world where the final three are bun, Jesus, and Link, I think the jury will scratch their heads and then cast a tentative vote for bun. I think the, the bottom half here, bun, Jesus, and Link, Bun, Jesus, and Link haven't really done much, and I think of those, Bun is just the most likable of them. So that's why I'm giving fourth place to Bun. All right, is it my turn? I couldn't hear you. <laughs> yep. yep. Um, I'm with Noah on this. Bun, I got him at about a 10% chance of winning. Um, this is only, and, and as Noah said, <clears throat> this is only in a world where Barker, Crab, and Shitter don't exist or all somehow implode during a challenge or um, have to uh, vacate the server for whatever reason. The only permutation I think that allows Bun to win is Bun Lincoln Cheese. 
Um, and so I actually have Jesus at number four. Um, it was kind of tough to rank between this second group of three, but the thing to me that stands out is how many people in weird ways have seen Jesus as being some sort of mastermind. Um, and even though we can say that he isn't, that's the kind of thing that can start a narrative on Ponderosa. If something happens to confirm that, like like we just saw three lead against four, I guess his vote, um, if he can you know, pull together four votes in some way, I can see that sort of becoming in the echo chamber that Ponderosa often becomes something that can influence the end and just maybe give him a chance in some weird scenarios that might surprise us as viewers. Yeah, I, I can see that. I've, I've gotten him a little lower, but yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, number five, Noah? My number five is Jesus. Pretty much for the reasons that you just mentioned, I think uh, if there's for some reason all, all of the jury don't really compare notes and they all think that Jesus was talking to everyone else except for them, then Jesus wins. But I feel like if they're just all stuck on Ponderosa, they'll start to talk more openly about how, who they were allied with. So I, I've, I, I don't see really a path to victory for Jesus unless it's a final two with Link. That's a good one, actually, yeah. Um, yeah, number five is Jesus. I put him at about a 8% uh, chance of winning, um, just under Bun for a lot of the same reasons that Noah, uh, that, uh, that Ari was talking about in regards to just his alleged reputation with, uh, with some of the jurors who have already uh, joined Ponderosa. Um, Jesus wins in a final two with Link, yes, or in a final three if Bun just doesn't show up for final tribal council and is watching football instead. <laughs> so that's about it. Yes, yeah, so my number five is Bun. Um, I'm happy that we've seen a little bit more from him in talking strategy and DMs when he's around. Um, still a good challenge performer, something that deserves credit. Uh, it's just hard to see the scenarios where he gets traction in the remaining week. Um, so I guess we all have the same number six. Uh, it would be Link Link. Um, I do want to give her credit. She is one of the only people left in the game that's seriously thinking about strategy and trying to make moves. Um, we just haven't really seen a long-term plan that gets her to win, and I think she just kind of rubs people the wrong way sometimes. Noah? Yeah, she definitely reminds me of uh, Abby Maria, who was on Survivor Philippines and then Survivor Second Chances. She's very strategically minded, but the connection from her brain to her mouth is thinner than a coffee filter. It's <laughs> just the, the way she uses her words is not the best. And I feel like she can uh, come on a little strongly to some people sometimes uh, just in the way she speaks her mind. Yeah, I've got her at number six with maybe a 2% chance of winning, um, which is basically no chance of winning. She's a goat. Um, the character of Link, LNK, um, and again, to say nothing of who she is in real life, but what we have seen, and that's all we can really go off of in game, uh, is very unpleasant. Um, was, I mean, was even within seconds of criticizing our host when uh, she said, he. I'm not even going to go there. She, she, 
she says unpleasant things in unpleasant ways. Um, there's really no conceivable way if I was on a jury and had any interaction with her similar to the interaction these people have had with her that I would vote for. I can't imagine anybody uh, laying a vote on her. If she's in the final two, she ain't pulling a vote. If she's in the final three, she ain't, she ain't pulling a vote. <laughs> right. I think the only way where someone like Link wins is if production decides to go crazy and makes it a final one. That yeah. would be the only situation in which I see Link taking the victory on this one. Yep. There's some, some tough words to be on the record about when ultimately something happens with Demanda Rosa and Link wins in the final three. You know, if, 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 uh, if they do, they do. Like you said, Ari, uh, if a jury picks you as the winner, then you are a deserving winner. Um, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah, so those are our, our rankings. Noah, is there going to be another form out at some point? Yeah, absolutely. I believe the next one should be coming out within, actually, probably later today at the time of this recording, uh, sometime after the immunity challenge, but before the tribal council. All right. Um, yes, yeah, so those are our rankings, but um, if you're listening, you can feel free to disagree and submit your own. Um, any last words before we sign off? I uh, having a, I'll, I'll let you on a little secret. Uh, I was invited uh, late last evening to, um, or in the early evening to test out this upcoming uh, challenge. It's the uh, it's the individual server challenge, similar to the uh, sandstorm in Mojo Desert, and also the uh, haunted house in uh, Chattern. It's uh, it's going to be interesting. Um, it's I don't think it necessarily favors any one person. So if you are if you are going to cast you know your vote on who you think is going to win this based on what you've seen previously, um, I don't think it applies. This is going to be a uh, a test of patience, not necessarily in the way that the uh, the potions building challenge was or the uh, magical. Uh, mastery challenge was but patience will be tested uh people will get frustrated and i don't think there's any clear favorite it's going to be interesting and, and this is a huge immunity challenge because if shitters or barker can win this then um yeah it can make for an interesting tribal council i actually have a question regarding uh what happens if shitters or barker wins it does their automatic vote against them pass on to the next, I guess, final five tribal council, or is it just null and void at that point? Have we seen anything concrete that said that this penalty vote, penalty vote is only good through a final six? Um, we haven't seen anything about it, but I think from what they've said, if it, it will only last through two tribals, so after this, it would go away which would be a nice thing to have. Yeah. That That's good to know because it's right. Because if Barker or Shitters goes on an immunity run and they have still that one vote against them in say a final three tribal council, that'd be a much more serious issue than a final seven or final six. So I imagine production already took that into account, but I, I was just wondering what the solution for that would be. It would yeah, make sense for it to go it's... null after two. 
I wonder if it's, you know, the next two tribal councils or if it's up until the final six, um, given that this could have something that could have been found on day one. Um, yeah. I guess we'll find out when one of them gets voted off. Yes, indeed. Yeah, this is, uh, like I said, there's no clear favorite here, guys. This one's wide open. And um, it, it, it could take 30 minutes. It could take two hours. But this is a, uh, it's a very immersive world that they're about to be dropped into in the, in the, early, in the early evening. And uh, it's definitely going to take some attention and some work. So it's going to be fun. I can promise you all that. Um, all right. Um, that's all we have for this episode. Thanks so much, Noah, for hopping on with us. Thanks for being here, Noah. Thank really you for having me. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And thanks, Hirsch, as always, for uh, giving us your analysis. Um, enjoy your weekend, Ari. Appreciate it. We'll have another episode soon. Um, only a few more, so uh, I guess any segment ideas are welcome. Um, thanks so much for listening. We will see you next time. Have a good day. Peace. See you.